talked about the humanity of God. And I felt like I left some of you hanging with some concepts that were pretty thick, not easy to understand. That's good, because it makes you think. You know, it's like chewing on meat instead of sipping soup. I don't want to be a soup sipper. I want to be a meat chewer. And today we're going to talk about God unveiled in human form. But before we do, I want to bring out three quotes from last week at the end of the service because I want to get those juices rolling with you here. St. Athanasius said, he, referring to Jesus, became human that we might become like God. You're like God. You suppose God has your hair? <laughs> you worked on that this morning. I know you did. I tried hard to get this thing to do that, but I. You think God has your lips? Your shape? Come on. We've got to think beyond that. See, that's spatial thinking, as it's called. We need to think in terms of dimensions. You say, well, I sure don't feel like God. I know, because we live in a different dimension, or our mind is caught up in a different dimension than the one that the Bible tells us we live in. Here's St. Irenaeus. He, Jesus, became what we are in order to enable us to become what he is. Now, that's not just preacher talk. I am what Jesus is. The Bible calls him my elder brother. As we learned last week, I have his DNA. I'm, we're part of his family. God doesn't love Jesus more than he loves you. Well, I'm not sure you heard that. Look, look at me right here. God does not love Jesus more than he loves you. Here's what St. Augustine said. To make human beings God, he was made man who was God. See, so God entered into a different dimension. He dwells and lives here, but demonstrated he wants to live here. And we found that out last week. God became human. And he was both at once, perfectly God and 100% human. How do you do that? Right? How, how? It's called dimension. See, we got to get out of the spatial thinking that we live in on the earth, just what we can see and touch and smell and taste. We need to move into a different dimension and realize that God has brought heaven to earth. Now, I'm going to help you here this helped me with a movie clip. Now, this is a bit longer than I would normally use in a, a service, but this idea so needs to be conveyed in a way that it drops down inside of you and gives you something to chew on. 
all right? And this deserves to have good audio. any of you recognize that movie called The Matrix but you just saw the devil the forces of evil call it what you will you just saw compromise and shame and evil and poverty try to take out Jesus he thought he had but then there was love's kiss Love's kiss from the Father to Jesus and raised him from the dead. And oh, he's kissed you. He's kissed every one of you. 
you're full of the same life that fills Jesus. You say, well, I sure don't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> no. Me too. But it's a different dimension. And I want to show you how those two dimensions are perfectly together inside of you right now. It is the unveiling of God in human form. We've got to begin by embracing the complexity in our own understanding of the humanity of God. We've got to recognize the complexity in ourselves and others, especially when we're facing things like mental illness or changes in somebody's personality as we see in Alzheimer's. You have first-hand experience with that right now. But I submit to you that what's going on there is dimensions. So which one is true? The person you're seeing now or the person you grew up with? They're different dimensions, but he's still there. And he's received the kiss of Jesus, by the way. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, listen to this, it just blows me away. Verses 16 through 18. Therefore, from now on, I no longer know anyone according to the flesh, underscore, I no longer see people from a human point of view. Well, if I don't see them from a human point of view, what point of view am I supposed to see you through? Different dimension. This is a radical and most defining moment. Now, in light of our co-inclusion, underscore, in his death and his resurrection, whoever you thought you were before, in Christ you are a brand new person. The old ways of seeing yourself and everyone else are over. Acquaint yourself with the new. The idea of mankind's co-inclusion in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is entirely God's doing. To now realize that God has indeed brought final closure, underscore this, to the old and for us to see everything and everyone in this new light is to simply see what God has always known to be true about us in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for the matrix. <laughs> when I first sat through that movie, I thought, man, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like this. This isn't the kind of supernatural and sci-fi I like. Give me something basic like Star Wars. That's about as far as I go. But I play that now. And I get it. I get it. Because we're talking about dimensions. This is going to explain a lot, too, about why we have certain urges and desires and find ourselves still doing things that we're not happy with, and we question that probably God's not happy with it. And then we start accusing ourselves and shaming ourselves and living below where we are without understanding the dimension that God has brought us into and redeemed us to. 
Just think about it. Have you ever heard the word Trinity in reference to God? That there's the Trinity, right? God the Father, help me, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And yet each person of the Trinity is fully God, yet there's only one God. Now how is that possible? Anyone seen the shack? A wonderful depiction of the Trinity. You see, all of this challenges our usual spatial understanding. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. There's three persons in one person. You see, Jesus Christ is the ultimate dimensional example. What do I mean? John's Gospel, chapter 1, it opens with this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who is that? Is not a trick question. Who was that? Jesus. And the Word became flesh, human, and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son. Not only did He take on flesh, He entered into our dimension and consumed everything that is human, shame and guilt and brokenness and sin, and He put it on the cross and he killed death in his death. He put to death death in his death. The mirror translation of that verse puts it this way. Suddenly, the invisible external word takes on, excuse me, eternal, thank you, eternal word takes on visible form, the incarnation, on display in the flesh and blood person, as in a mirror, in him and now confirmed in us. The most accurate, tangible exhibit of God's eternal thought finds expression now in human life. You see, I, I, just, I just don't understand God. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's like. I, I, wish, I wish I could know God. Oh, that's easy. Read about Jesus in the Gospels. But secondly, and even more importantly, develop a personal relationship with Jesus where he talks to you and you talk to him because it's out of that relationship you'll truly get to know him which is true of all relationships I don't just read about my wife you know it wasn't like okay back 40 years ago 45 years ago she moved from Houston little Italian gal 24 years old looking you know fleeing Texas and looking for a job and so on you know through 30 you know 40 years now That'd be boring. It'd take a book to read it all, you know, that's gone on in her life in all these years. But how many of you know if I read that book, I still would not know her? Not like I know her. <laughs> and it's the same with Jesus. You can read all the Bible scriptures you want about Jesus, and you will be introduced to him. But you've got to open your heart and say, you know what, Lord, I don't even know if I believe in you. I don't even know if I believe this stuff about Jesus. I sure don't know if I believe this, you know, this idea that the Bible is correct or inerrant. Or, and you know what he says back to you? You don't have to. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a Bible when all this started. What'd they do while they preached the gospel for all those years throughout Asia Minor? And hundreds of thousands of people came to Christ and got saved and they had no Bible. How's that possible? How did they pray? How did they pray to God and they didn't have a Bible? Especially the King James Version. 
Oh, my Lord. I mean, how do you pray and know that God's going to answer your prayer when you don't have a King James Bible to read? You've got to have a relationship with Father. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus. You've got to have a relationship with Holy Spirit. Don't call him the Holy Spirit. I don't call you the James Cameron. You're James, right? He's not the Holy Spirit. He's Holy Spirit. He does have a name. He's his Holy Spirit. Get to know him. See, we've got to move beyond physical sight into spiritual insight. And there's limitations to spiritual sight. The unseen dimensions that exist are out beyond our eyes. And you understand I'm not just talking about these eyes. But you, you can have your eyes shut and be locked into spatial understanding of concepts and spatial re- a spatial relationship to Jesus. And it will stay very shallow for you if that's where you live, is in a spatial relationship to Jesus. Let me help you understand that whole idea of spatial versus dimensional a little more. You know what this is? Music notes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll watch this. Three distinct different notes, but all being played at the same time in the same space. It's beauty is that you're hearing all three at once they're in the same space but they maintain their uniqueness that's spatial and God gave us you know why the presence of God seems to be so much more present or real or tangible or touchable the anointing when you're listening to music right there because it takes us out of spatial and puts us into dimensional. It moves us out of purely a spatial understanding of God and paves the road. It's like a highway. It opens the door to a dimensional relationship with God. See, spiritual truths surpass our physical understanding. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. There's a role for our imagination. There's a reason God gave you an imagination, so that we could embrace a relationship with God when the majority of where we live and think is spatial. We have to be able to touch it and taste it and handle it. But we can't see God with our physical eyes. We don't actually touch him. Or do we? Can you put your arms around Father? Can you wrap your arms around Jesus? Can you talk to someone you can't even see? You can if you have spatial understanding and you use your imagination like is spoken of in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of unseen realities. See, the physical world is unreliable. 
and acknowledging that the physical world can be deceiving is really a first step for Christians to move into a place of trust of spiritual truths that contradict physical observations. Let me give you an example. Healing. You remember when Jesus, they came, they ran up to Jesus one time. He was traveling and doing crusades and he was out walking to the next place. His disciples were around and some townsfolk from a family he knew back in town came running up to him, begging him and pleading with him. They were crying, Lord, come quickly. Lazarus is sick. He's so sick, we don't know, you know if he's going to last. But if you'll come right now, you, you, can, you have miracle power. And the Bible says Jesus stayed where he was several more days and let Lazarus die. Spatial. Not special, spatial. And then Jesus went. And they had already wrapped Lazarus in cloth. And as Jesus was approaching the house, they were all crying and all of this and moaning and they said to him, Jesus, if you had come sooner, you know, and not hung out, it's like you don't care. And Jesus, watch, Jesus said, Jesus uttered this, he's not dead, he's just asleep. Now they wrapped him up. By now he was probably stinking a little bit. He'd been dead three days. And back then, they didn't enjoy all the medicine and medical and, right? I mean, are you with me here? You'd, and he just flat out says, he's not dead. Was he lying? Or was he speaking truth from another dimension? You getting this? You see what I say? Now, we have that same privilege today. We can speak truth from another dimension than the one we see with our sight and that we're locked into. And what did Jesus do? He looked up to heaven, he started praying. And it wasn't a long prayer. He just said, you know, Father, I'm going to do this for their sake. I, I, I know I don't need to do this, you know, otherwise, if they just understood dimensions, but I'll go ahead. <laughs> That's what he said. And then he said, Lazarus. <laughs> walking out. Jesus entered in, bypassed the spatial, or spatial dimension, and from a place where he lives as a human being now, he did this. He was living. He was God incarnate flesh. He spoke to death, released Lazarus from it, and called him out wonder if you have any things in your life that could use a Lazarus, come forth. Finances, come forth. Relationship, come forth. Job, come forth. 
Yeah? Shame, leave. Guilt and oppression, leave my mind. Say, well, that doesn't sound very humble. You should pray and ask God to do it. Well, that's not what Jesus said to do. He said, you command the mountain to leave. He didn't say pray and ask God to speak to the mountain. He said, if you speak to the mountain, it will move. Now, how can he say that? Because he understood dimensional living, dimensional believing. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For, let me, you're not listening. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what at but at what cannot be seen for what can be seen is temporary whatever you're going through right now it's temporary it's not going to last whatever's going on with your finances it's not going to last whatever that issue at job at your job it's not going to last it's temporary start speaking into the dimensional like Jesus did for what we can see is temporary but what cannot be seen is eternal. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Here it is from the mirror translation. We are not keeping any score of what seems so obvious to the senses on the surface. It is a fleeting and it is irrelevant. It is the unseen eternal realm within us here it is, it's not outside of you, within us which has our full attention and captivates our gaze. It's good preaching, Pastor Jeff. I don't know, I just, we used to say that a lot in the circles I ran in. I think it was an insecurity that you weren't listening. But I know you're listening. There is a dual nature to humanity as reflected in Christ. We live in dimensions. And the in integrative personhood of Christ is our example. Just as Christ integrated divine and human natures without any confusion, we too embody various dimensions in our singular existence. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. John 10, 30. Paul wrote, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Here's the mere translation of that. In him all the fullness of deity resides in a human body. How's that possible? How could God be living in a human body and eat and drink and cast out demons and yet be completely human get tired cry as Jesus did because of dimensions we live and breathe and move in dimensions and there is a higher dimension you can't see it but you can speak to it you can feel it you can you can love him in it so we have to apply dimensional thinking to ourselves and recognize the dual nature within us. I use nature advisedly there. <clears throat> I don't believe we have a sin nature and a, and a redeemed nature. Okay, we don't have two natures. We have one nature. 
But boy, this pagan mind up here gives us fits. Watch this. My wife makes fun of me when I say that. Who was it, Andy Stanley we heard? We heard a message from Andy Stanley. And Andy Stanley kept saying as he'd refer to certain points in his message or scriptures he wanted them to pay attention to, he'd say, watch this. And it caught our attention. I said, see there, I am among greatness. Because I'm fond of saying that. And my wife has made fun of me. Uh, what are they watching? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, watch this? Aren't they supposed to listen? Listen to this. Wouldn't that be more correct? No, it is not more correct. <laughs> Charles Stanley does this during his life. He's, Andy Stanley probably still does it. Galatians chapter 2. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I told you to underscore, there's one dimension, I live by, here comes the second dimension, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. Just like Ephesians chapter 2 says, he, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. This understanding of dimensions, it challenges us to think more profoundly about the divine and our place in it, just as we find richness in a woven placemat or the harmonics of music. Now, there's something I'm wondering if you heard during that clip from The Matrix. And I've asked our sound team to replay it, but the volume has to be boosted for them to hear it. Because I think maybe you might have missed it because you didn't hear it. I've taken just that clip out of that three minutes. I want you to listen and watch. Play it again, Jeff, and cut it right after he says no. Go ahead. Play it again. No. Ooh, that gives me chills. My daughter was in the ER this morning for something with the UI. IU, UI. And, uh, I mean, she called, and yeah, UTI. And she's already home. But I texted her on my, on my way here. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I know you'll get on the other side of this with calm and peace and healing in your body. So say no to any compromise of your faith and of the healing power of Jesus in your body. Say no. 
that'll be more clear this morning in my message where it will be especially important and dramatized. When you recognize the divine within you and who you are, you will say no to compromises, fear, doubt, poverty, shame, lack of confidence, and every other spatial way of living. It doesn't all turn around in a day or next week. It's a lot of work. Don't you appreciate the patience of the Holy Spirit? <laughs>